inspired, emotional, next level. These were all words used to describe the James Lawrence Avalanche Google Day presentation in fall of 2018. Let's listen in to him for a minute. I said, okay, I can be perfect for one second. Start the move. Before I knew it, I put two seconds together, three seconds, then I had a perfect minute. Once I started to focus and knew what my purpose was, my passion. Those last 20 Ironmans of all 50 were my fastest. My final and 50th Ironman was an 1132 Ironman. We dipped under seven minute miles during portions of that marathon. We shed all 3,500 people that showed up with us that day. And it was an out of body experience that I cannot describe to you. Welcome friends to the launch party in Avalanche Media Podcast. This is Luke Alley and today's episode is all about our Google conference held at Sundance, Utah on March 12th of 2020. Uh, this was our sixth Google Day. We've done three in Mountain View, and we've done three in Utah, and this year's might have been our most memorable, mostly because of the timing of it in early March. If you're not familiar with our Google Days, it's a two-day co-hosted event with Google where we bring in world-class speakers to talk digital marketing strategies and tactics and a day to recreate. This year, we skied at Sundance on the first day, And on the second day, we heard from some amazing speakers like Jared Gardner from Qualtrics, Justin Ethington from Trend Candy, Adam Durfee from Y Digital, Mitch Lunsford from our own Avalanche Media, Christine Baird, the best podcast consultant in the world. Thank you, Christine. And Scott Porter, the taco whisperer. We were keynoted by uh, the professor of rock, Adam Reeder and did a live interview with Narada Michael Walden, who produced some of the music for some of the biggest names out there in music, Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, George Michael, Barbara Streisand, and it was was absolutely an unforgettable interview. So if you are ready to hear the story and experiences from that day, keep listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. What is the difference between an avalanche and an avalanche? Avalanche hopefully has a lot more people in it than an avalanche. Avalanche is a company that launches people, man, and that's what I love about avalanche. And I love about that name, that play on words. An avalanche is something huge that can take you out, you know, but an avalanche is something huge that can launch you into the hemisphere. One can happen naturally, and the other one takes a whole group of really great people to make happen. Avalanche is a extremely strategic, bridled power that delivers a result you can count on. One's going down and one's going up. Is this the right answer? Avalanchers create avalanches. Boom. Boom. We are here with our George Banner. We are talking about Google Day. A few Google Days ago, we had an event at the aquarium in which there were several great moments. And you happened to be a part of one of those great moments when a dance-off occurred. Can you walk us through what happened in that moment? Oh, absolutely. When George Banner gets called up from the crowd to compete against one of our clients, I think it starts off with kind of a pop, lock, and drop it, a little shimmy shake, 
let's just say the crowd went wild. So there was a second round where I needed to claim my title. And I'm pretty sure I defeated her fair and square, but we both were declared winners. So I still hold a little bit of a grudge, but I was able to get my little claim to fame there. So feeling good. Did I know that I was going to dance? I knew that there was going to be a dance off. Um, I did not know it was going to be me dancing off. George, you have a reputation in the office of vocalizing your feelings. Mm -hmm. If you were to share that moment, but do it vocally, the moment you danced, what would it sound like? Maybe in a riff. Oh, it's like a little riff, huh? We'll we'll go with just like a... And then you got to hit like a... a boom, 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 boom. You know, they just got to be that at the end because you got the pop lock and drop it. The Our George Banner. I'm here with the Nicole Jensen. You may know her from Nikki J Fitness. What are you doing today for the conference? So today I am the MC, which basically just means I'm getting up on stage, introducing the speakers. Basically with Google not being able to be here, the speakers kind of switched up. We did have some extra time, which we filled with the owner. So we kind of settled everything like right before the conference, but it was a little bit stressful last night trying to figure out what we were trying to do. What has your experience at Sundance been so far? Yeah, Sundance is awesome. It's fun to be up here in the forest. It's way different than when we have it out in Mountain View at Google. And so it's a nice change of scenery. And I mean, it's, it's snowing at this moment so I'm kind of upset about that but it's just a really nice atmosphere. And what was the weather like yesterday? It was bright and sunny and like 60. (laughs) So that's Utah for you. We're here with the Bo Graves. Bo, how long until you speak? 10 minutes. How are you feeling? Great. How long have you had to prepare for this? Uh, how long have I actually prepared or how long have I had to prepare? Because those are two different things. I've had like 36 hours and I've prepared about two and a half hours. Why did you only have 36 hours? Uh, Because last minute, unfortunately, with everything going on with coronavirus, uh, Google had to halt any travel. It was put on a travel ban and so I stepped in. (laughs) Who is to blame for you speaking? Myself. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have suggested this idea <laughs> for Google to speak on because now I got to speak on it. So, what's your topic? Insights and actions from analytics. I'm here with Maxwell Pond, the Maxwell Pond, at Google Avalanche Day at Sundance. Max, what has your experience been like so far? Uh, it's been fantastic. The skiing was amazing. Uh, the food has been delicious. The company's been great. In spite of everything that's going on with the coronavirus, we're still excited to be together and still excited to tackle what tomorrow holds for the marketing world. Did you get any sun yesterday on the slopes? I, uh, for those of you who can't see me, look a little bit like a uh, beached whale. I don't know what to say. Or not, not a beached whale. Wait, what happened yesterday? <laughs> I didn't eat a bunch of food and now... I was going to say a red beet, potentially. A red beet. Much better than a beached whale. We'll go with the red beat, except for my eyes. My sunglasses did what they were supposed to do, which I think I'd prefer that they didn't, honestly. I'd rather my whole face be sunburned than look like I'm wearing. We are here with Jason Passy, 
who has been at several Avalanche Google Days and had a special experience with one of our keynote speakers, Chad Hymas. Jason, tell us your experience from that day with Chad. I wonder if he had spoken to either one of my superiors or Luke himself and asked them, hey, is anyone in your company like match this description? Because he could not have picked a better person for this little thing he did. I don't know if it was he just like asked a question like who has a wife and kids or something like that. And so a lot of us raised our hands and uh, he selected me, which was a great selection on his part. Has me pull out my phone. We pull out my phone and he, and he directed me to not only pull out the phone, but actually pull up the thread of the, between me and my wife. And then he just takes the phone and then just kind of looks through like my messages with, with, between me and my wife. And he is disappointed. Like to the whole crowd, he just says like, there are like no emojis in any of these texts and there are no words like love or appreciate or it's just like all like direct, like no feeling at all. So after he embarrassed me in front of everyone uh, in that I'm just so emotionless with my texts was to just type this up. So he came handing the phone back and then he said to type up this message to my wife. Essentially, it was just like to tell my wife, like how much I appreciate her and her taking care of my kid, the kids and how she's an awesome wife and like a, a loving mother and just a, a lot of stuff like that, which I typically don't say. And then I, he, you know, of course he had me sign off with some emojis at the, after, after I uh, wrote that out and I sent it and then we waited. And then after about three minutes, I got a text back from my wife saying, you know, thank you. Thank you for that text. I, I don't believe this is my husband uh, because Jason would not typically say these th things like this. And so that was read out loud to, to everyone. And uh, everyone, of course, laughed. And every, anyone that knows me is not surprised by that. And after the event, me and Kyle and Bo and a bunch of us, we all did the Jason Passy Challenge where I, I, masked, I copied that message that uh, Chad had me type and I forwarded along to coworkers so that they could send that message to their significant other. And the response was very unique between um, like newlyweds, like Jordan got like, oh, thanks, honey. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And then other responses like Bo's wife, I think Bo's wife said, uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> so it, it was very interesting to see the different responses from the wives. Obviously mine was, um, this isn't Jason, but, <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> so Has your relationship with your wife improved since that day? No, <laughs> I would say probably not. I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, I think I have done once in a while, but I'm just not that kind of person. But had I, I think, incorporated what Chad was trying to relate to everyone into my at least weekly or, or at least monthly uh, texts, uh, then I think it would be improved. Jason Passy, thank you very much. All right, we are here with the Heather Farmer. Heather, be honest. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Heather, you played a significant role in planning and executing and delivering the Google Day at Sundance. What made it more complicated? As we've grown the event, I think we've added new elements to it that are, you know, enhance what's going on. Maybe we add interviews or we add additional activities or we add more interaction with the speakers or new tie-ins. So every time we add something like that, there is a lot of organizing that has to go on behind the scenes. And it definitely 
enhances kind of the conference experience. So it's really cool that we're doing these things, but they do come with a certain amount of administrative baggage. What was the biggest administrative baggage this year? Oh, <laughs> Sundance is an incredible venue. It's, and I think part of what makes it so incredible is that it is a little bit remote, but the remoteness can also be a challenge just because everything that we do has to, we have to find a way to kind of get it up to the venue and uh, to work with the venue's sort of restrictions. So, you know, we had some challenges there this time, but I think it was well worth it in the end just because it was a beautiful, just secluded place to be able to go to and focus. What was the biggest surprise this year with all the planning and execution you had to do? (laughs) A lot of the cool things we did at this year's event were kind of last minute ideas. So they were like our swag station was kind of something that was thrown into the mix very late in the piece. So some of that stuff was really cool, but also it was challenging to sort of pull all those pieces together kind of at the last right at the finish line but I think it just everything we do that's new each year just adds to what we're going to do the next year we kind of learn from it and then it makes next year go even smoother and even better last question what was the funnest part of the planning and and execution well my favorite part's always kind of eating the food to be honest I love to <laughs> I love to see the things you've ordered off the catering menu kind of laid out and presented and everybody enjoying it um, and we had a really cool Scott Porter brought his business that does the churros San Diablo churros and they were beyond delicious and super fantastic so that was a really cool really fun something that we didn't kind of know really going in what it was going to be like and then it just ended up being a real highlight for the uh, for the day before. You are a busy woman, and you keep the you keep the grease going at Avalanche and with our Google Day. So thank you for your time. We are here with the Christine Bear. You may know her from producing Lewis Howe's School of Greatness, ChristineBear.com, and many other podcasts that she is the brains behind. Christine just spoke here at our Avalanche Google Day, and Christine, how was it? It has been so much fun. I had the privilege of opening the event today, so I was the first speaker. I had the best questions. Like, the second I finished and we did Q&A, it was my favorite questions that were being asked. And that's when I know it's an awesome group of people who are really focused and interested. Can we hear what some of the questions were that you were asked? Absolutely. Everything from technical questions, so what kind of equipment, to bigger strategy, format. This is my idea. Do you think it's a good one? I'm thinking about having a co-hosted show. Should I do a pilot series? And some podcasters already have shows, and I had a really specific question at lunchtime. We're in the middle of a campaign right now. How do we increase our conversions? How do we get more eyeballs? How do we get more downloads? So it's the whole gamut, which is so fun. We had you in office to consult on this very podcast. And in that meeting, Dave turned to you about five minutes in and said, Christine, you should speak. What went through your head in that moment? I was so excited. It was such an immediate yes. I don't think I let him finish telling me what day it was. And I was so thrilled because truly speaking in front of people at live events is my favorite way to teach and interact. And so to have the opportunity to speak at Google Day with Avalanche on past guessing, even the best part is it's on my birthday. It's like truly, I'm one of those weird people who loves public speaking enough. I wanted to speak on my birthday. And are you celebrating your birthday? I truly am. I've already had the warmest welcome. Top of the morning, I had cake, flowers, a light-up birthday sign. It's been such a fun day. And yes, uh, we're going to go out tonight and then hit a hike tomorrow up in the mountains. 
We're here with Adam Reeder, the professor of rock, second time here with Avalanche at our Avalanche Google Day. Um, Adam, tell us about what you're, you're speaking on. We, I am actually interviewing a three-time Grammy winner, a guy that's been named one of the top 10 producers of all time by Billboard magazine, this guy that's produced Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, George Michael, Mariah Carey, Elton John, so many names. We're going to talk about evergreen content, what makes things timeless. You know, evergreen's the big buzzword, but he and I were kind of talking about the old school word was timeless, you know, making something timeless that'll last forever. And, you know, we'll get some insight from him about when he sat down with Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin writing and producing these songs, that was very much in his mind. Like 300 years from now, people are going to be listening to the song. How do I create something timeless? And some of the things I've talked about earlier about how the, the, the how and the why of evergreen content, how to do it and all those things, you'll really kind of just see a demonstration of it live, you know, as I do that. So That's awesome. Yeah. So when you say timeless content, can you describe that a little more? I, I know it yeah. is your presentation yesterday, the workshop that you did, but yeah. what are the main factors for, for good timeless content? Well, to me, good timeless content, evergreen content, is uh, it never gets old. It's something that, you know, 50 years from now, people can listen to. I think, you know, a lot of the words that different people use, genealogy is one of them, family history, you know, for, for I guess, the, 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 regular, the regular guy. I think it's important to capture our history as it's happening. And uh, so that, you know, 50 years from now, I mean, can you imagine what it would have been like if we would have had this kind of technology when Abraham Lincoln was our president or back in the time when our founding fathers or Gandhi or, you know, and yeah. sitting down and having a real deep conversation about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, what makes them tick, what motivates them, inspires them, their passion. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. And so that's, that's what, what really gets me revved up, um, why I get up in the morning every day, why blood flows through my vein, because I want to know these great songs because they've, they've saved my life and I know they've saved a lot of people's lives and music is that universal connector. It seems to be like the hallmarks of our history and like a time machine where we can go back in time and, and go to a specific moment. And I, I think it's interesting to find out from them what inspired it. You know, why, why did you write this song and, and how and what impact did it have? And, and it's not just music. This fits for anything. You know, why do we do what we do? You know, why why do we run our business? Why do we go every day to work and and put in a you know eight to five or for for a lot of us you know an, an eight to ten you know right? Why do we do that? You know, and and what what motivates us to continue doing that and put in the blood, sweat, and tears and and, and all those things? And I, I think those are interesting answers and for us to contemplate and ponder. And so it just you know, it gets me jazzed every time. What's interesting is, is this guy, Narda Michael Walden, who I'm interviewing, he's an LA guy, a New York guy, you know. He comes out here and he's like, this is just, you see his eyes get big as saucers. Like, this is beautiful, this is amazing. I need to bring my wife and my, my kids. And that's the energy of Utah. You know, I think when people come here and really see what it is, I think they're blown away. And so I, I'm really excited. I, I love speaking at these events. It's been a tremendous opportunity for me when, when you guys have invited me. I love the energy up there, the energy of the people here. And it's just fun to break bread and to, to talk about w what makes us tick and what makes us happy. Would you say Sundance is timeless? <laughs> oh, yeah, no question. We've got great guests on today that uh, I would consider friends. And we've had a chance to work with them. We've had a chance to have Dale and Nancy come to our Google event 
last November and speak. And uh, we asked them to come on the podcast today. So uh, welcome. Nancy, I first want to ask you this question because I remember in the auditorium that we were at, you were up at the top while Dale was speaking and you were watching him pretty intently. You weren't kind of on your phone and, you know, being like, oh, this is the, this is the, the thousandth time I've heard him speak in front of a business. What was your experience like at Google um, hearing him speak? And what, were you, what goes through your mind even while you, were, while you listened to him? Well, well, first of all, just being at Google was an amazing experience for us. We've had the chance to, to be in some incredible places, and, but you know nothing is better than the name Google and Avalanche together. For us, we just thought this is, this is the a once leagues. in a... It was, <laughs> it, it was the big leagues, yes, it was. And, and you know, I've thought about this, and I think um, you know, watching him speak is a lot like watching him play ball. You know, you're just hoping, you know, he gets the signs right and he uh, doesn't strike he gets out. The signs right. <laughs> and that he, you know, I, I'm always feeling for him because I, I know, uh, you know, he gets a little nervous sometimes. I do. And, I mean, it, it doesn't always, not always a home run. <laughs> no, but he always has so many that's good the, things to say. And kind of- yeah, the whole feeling and vibe of being there was, was a lot of fun. And I remember leading up to it, you were talking to some of our other speakers, Adam Reeder, professor of rock. What, what was your experience like being there, kind of mingling with, with some of the, the, the team, some of our speakers? As you mentioned Adam Reeder, professor of rock. You know, I, I love music and all that stuff. And then you're someone who's truly a professor, a professor and knows so much. So that was just the, it was interesting to me just to, to you know, I didn't really know what to expect if it was all going to be you know, you hear Google and I'm a ball player and I'm thinking computers, you know, <laughs> the internet. And it was just fun to see everybody's different take on the lessons that they've learned and how it would apply there to all those attending. So that was fun. And Adam's, I thought Adam's presentation was, was fascinating, but it was fun. I actually understood a lot of, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it, sometimes to people our age, it's kind of a mystery, the internet, what's going on. <laughs> We are here with the Casey Space of Woodland Manufacturing and Craft Cuts. And Casey has been to many of our Google Days. Casey, how many have you been to? I think I've been to five Google Days. Have you ever not been invited to one? Yes. Whose fault is that? I think it was Dallas's fault. <laughs> what has been your most memorable experience at an Avalanche Google Day? I think my most memorable experiences have been um, actually be- being able to go to Google and get through like all the the doors with passes and, and see the inner workings of the behemoth. What's been your experience up here at Sundance so far? This has been amazing. It's beautiful here. It's, it's an amazing experience and I'm, I'm really appreciative of Avalanche for inviting me and paying for my ski day and my food. It's great. I'm here with Jim Brown of PCB Solutions, who's been to many of our Google events. James, tell us about your experience at Sundance so far. Well, you know I love the Sundance Resort. It's an amazing place. It just feels like nature, and there's something kind of spiritual about about this place, where it's just unique. It's kind of unmolested by man. It reminds me of Alaska. The uh, resort is small and quaint. And I heard from a guy who lives in a small town close to here who rents out a lot of outdoor recreation equipment. 
that Robert Redford does not want high-speed quads. He does not want the place fast-paced. So you really don't incur a lot of lines, and you don't incur a lot of jerky people. There's not a lot of jerrys here, if you know what a jerry is on a ski resort. like What's a jerry? A jerry is somebody who's going to ski right out in front of you while you're trying to cruise down the hill. You know, you're kind of going nice and fast, and here comes a jerry in the middle. And last night, my, I told my son that I... I hit a certain speed on this one large downhill slope on the backside, and he's like, easy, Dad, you're going you're gonna to run over a jerry. And I said, look, there are no jerrys at Sundance. All right, Sundance is awesome. So I love this place in the sense that it's just smaller paced. Uh, you don't get a bunch of yuppies except for when it's uh, during the Sundance Film Festival, and they descend on the place and then they go home. But for now, it's a lot of the locals and a lot of cool people. What are you most looking forward to today? Well, two things I've already got knocked out. I mean, the first thing was the podcasting thing, which makes me really think that I, our organization should be doing a podcasting like Avalanche is, and, and as I'm being interviewed here. The second thing is I've, I really love the omni-channel talk by Mitch. It just reminds me that, like, look, customers are not a single-channel buyer anymore. It's like a flywheel. It's not top of funnel. It doesn't go down the funnel. You just got to be hitting them from every different angle with good content developing yourself as somebody who's an authority in the space, knowing that you have good quality and price. And that's kind of like some of the topics from our area. And I've got to realize I've got to expand our channel in order to build confidence with our customers. And I'm looking forward to the Professor of Rock. I love that guy. I binge watch his videos all the time, sitting in my bed, just kind of watching Journey and uh, the Goo Goo Dolls and all these interviews that are just amazing, man. I just, I, I love hearing about that. I was super excited to hear you guys had him again. We're here with Adam Durfee, Managing Director, President, CEO of Y Digital and Founder. Adam, you spoke today. Can you tell us your topic and what were the top takeaways from your presentation? So I spoke on social listening and more importantly, how social listening can help us in content strategy and branding strategy and in brand positioning to be able to create something that means more to our audience than maybe we'd think of if we're just in-house. The kind of main takeaway is is thinking about who is our audience, what is our audience talking about in our side of our space, and how can we help move a brand to think about that same thing. There's always a big focus on doing original research and, and talking to people and surveying and doing focus groups. And we have this idea sometimes that maybe we could treat the internet as if it were a focus group or as if it were a survey. And social listening helps us to pull that information and make assumptions. Fair enough, tell us about why digital. So Y Digital Agency is the only student-run, full-service digital marketing agency at an R1 university in the country. Um, it was kind of my brainchild from a few years ago to be able to bring digital marketing education to a university space. So inside of this space, we have students who apply to work for us. They spend uh, at least one year working on real client projects in order to boost their own digital marketing education. And in that process, also push the envelope of what can be done in digital marketing. We've received both state and national awards by the bundle recently just by having the opportunity to sit around with a group of people and start talking about, wouldn't this be cool or wouldn't that be cool? And putting these things together has really, really, I think, started to shape where digital marketing is going to go. And having an opportunity to do that from a space like our Y Digital space is, is a pretty cool opportunity. What's the most innovative project you and your student team have worked on? Oh, boy. It, Who's your favorite child? Right, that's exactly what we're asking. Uh, it, it depends on, on what sphere we're in. Some of my very favorite projects are under NDA, and they'd probably kill me if, uh, if they heard. But I can tell you that one of the most powerful ones we worked on 
is uh, during wildfire season, we were working with people who had been displaced. And we decided to use social media chatbots, typically used for sales or whatever, and turn those into crisis communication um, mechanisms for the Red Cross, for the city governments, for the sheriff's office, etc. And we built these out and then programmed them in with natural language processing. So you could ask any question you wanted and these bots could find the answers they were looking for. Less than 24 hours after the project launched, the governor of the state tweeted out a link and said, hey guys, this is now the official resource for information. And it started handling thousands of conversations per hour. And so I think just from, we have this idea sometimes as marketers, right? Our goal is we are supposed to sell things to people and they probably don't need these things, but but they make their life better. That's kind of our goal. And I think every once in a while it's fun as a marketer to use that skill we have of promoting a product that will quite literally make someone's life better. And that's a very fun project and very innovative, very fun to be part of. We're here with Scott Porter from Taco Incidents, from San Diego Churros. Thank you, someday. thank you. May, or Taco someday, <laughs> maybe. Scott, how's your experience here at, uh, at Avalanche Media Google Day been? Wow, it's just been, we are ending on just this incredible energy. Um, the whole day has been phenomenal. Lots of really, terrific thoughts ideas everything from like really great tactical advice on on executing on um your evergreen content to pulling out big picture what is it that's driving that content how does that how are you creating something that's that's really special for people so uh, the whole broad spectrum and super robust presentations information it's been fantastic can you tell us about your presentation that you gave and what you spoke on Sure. Well, I always love to speak on how to create a breakthrough, humanized brand experience at every touch point. So the, all of the digital touch points, but all the virtual ones and, and the physical actually uh, experience that we're creating, how do we create something that's consistent and memorable and remarkable and something that really is evergreen? And what we do to, to really, that, that can be our biggest competitive advantage and something that really helps differentiate us from, from everyone else and stand out and create lasting memories and meaning in people's lives. And that's the type of economy that we're in where we are, it's a relationship-based experience economy where the gone are the days of transaction of just like, I give you money, you give me something and we're done. We expect more from the people that are getting our time, money, and attention, and we, we want them to care. We want them to care about the things that we care about. We want them to be making a difference in the world and making the world a better place, and, and we want them to recognize the human in us. We want to connect on a human-to-human -human level, a namaste sort of thing, you know? It's like the, the divine in me recognizes the divine in you, and we want, we want to feel that from the brands that we that we give our attention to. You shared a stat on that, that the decision for people to buy was based off of what? And you said 70% of what? Can you share that? Yeah, stat? of course. 70% of us buy based on how we feel about a brand. So, I mean, that just becomes, for, for any of us that have any sort of stewardship over a brand or the success of a company or organization or even our family or personal brand, we, uh, people are making decisions based on how they feel. So what are we doing to actively influence those positive feelings? It's what are we doing to create raving fans? 
So to wrap up this conversation, I wanted to end talking about the value of the Google Premier Partnership for Avalanche and even for myself. It means a lot to me because I was our first pay-per-click director and I got the first Premier Partnership um, with Google and, and I've worked with a few dozen Googlers actually from when we first became Premier Partners. And it was a struggle initially to build the PPC team. It was just myself when we first started. And now we're to several full-time employees. And I remember at that time having one client that actually made up about half of the revenue for the PPC team. And I worried a lot about losing them and what would happen to the team if we did lose them. Um, and since that time, we've been able to diversify and we don't have all our eggs in one basket, but we've, we've come a long way from there. And the, the premier partnership has been, been valuable along the way. We've got great support from their team and it's recognition really that we're one of the, the best agencies out there. So it's really validating actually for the, the work that I've done and the work that the team is currently doing that we're, we're actually doing something right. They say it's for the top 2% of agencies in the world. So it's really nice to be a part of it. And in the end, just to talk to our goals for these events, really our goal is to give back to the community. There's a saying, I've been hearing it a lot lately, and that saying is serve, don't sell. So serve, don't sell. And we try to do that here. Um, we've tried to put on these events as a give back to the community and to our clients and as a thank you for supporting Avalanche. They're not cheap to put on by any means. There's a lot of expenses that uh, some are obvious expenses and others aren't so obvious. But we invite pretty much anyone to, to come to this. I've had neighbors come, clients, of course, people looking to work with Avalanche, people who we're not working with anymore, who we had in the past. Um, we invite pretty much pretty much anyone and we do it to, to be able to give back to the community. So if you're listening to this and you want to join our next one, reach out to myself or someone to at Avalanche and we'll invite you. Um, our next one, as of recording this podcast in April, is going to be in fall and we'll be doing that over in, uh, in Mountain View. So um, thanks again for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Launch Party, an Avalanche Media podcast. If you would like a complimentary audit for your SEO, paid media, or social strategies, shoot us an email at podcast at avalanchemedia.com. And if you like the show, please subscribe, give us a rating, and a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.